0: welcome to super entrepreneurs podcast today we have with us jason forrest how are you jason i'm doing great glad glad to be on the show I'm so happy and grateful that you took the time to come on the show, um, and you know we always like to kind of start with allowing our guests to introduce themselves in their in their own words.
1: So stage is yours. Uh, yeah, so real simple. I, I, I uh, I've been I've been the owner of FPG now for over 10 years. Um, I had one main purpose when I started the company Forest Forbes Group, and that was to be the first sales training company that could actually change behavior. Uh, I was in corporate America training before, before I went off on my own. And, and I just felt that a lot of the consulting training companies out there, they, they, uh, it didn't practice what they preached. It wasn't real. It wasn't it didn't have the capability to change behavior. And so I wanted to fix that. And then, uh, since then, uh, warrior selling is listed as number, uh, two in the world by global gurus and leadership sales nice. coaching is listed as number one in the world by global gurus for sales management training. And then two years ago. We decided to disrupt the recruiting industry by combining a recruiting company, a training company, and a assessment company in one. So we'll go find the fearless sales warrior for you or sales manager. Use assessments to make sure they're better than half your existing team, and then put them through our training program, uh, and then guarantee their success. So it's completely disrupted the recruiting industry. Wow, that's really unique.
0: Because you're basically finding the talent. Yeah, very unique. Yeah, finding finding the talent giving them the armor, you know, you're, you're setting them all up and put them into a company and
1: just, it's going to succeed. Well, and it's, it's everything as you can imagine, because you yeah. know, the, the, I mean, I I've seen companies that have the most amazing idea, the most amazing philosophies, uh, but um, but if they don't have sales to, to be the advocates for that philosophy, then they don't, they don't succeed. Right. So, Mm. uh, and if we hire, if you, if a a company hires the wrong, the wrong salesperson, it could really destroy their year, if not at least six months of their forecast for 2022. So, uh, so hiring the right person, onboarding them successfully, giving them processes and language and structure to be accountable. That's, that's everything, you know? So when you go into a
0: company, do you find that they're in general i mean like when you go into a company do you find a good number of, of sales reps for example that
1: don't have the behavior that you're looking for uh well i, I do believe everyone can be trained i do believe that because again i'm a teacher first that's my mindset yeah. so mm-hmm. i do believe every i do believe everyone is capable uh, and i do mm-hmm. believe that people are doing the best they can with the resources they have so mm-hmm. um, most people haven't gone through uh, you know a formal training program that teaches them a sales process that teaches them a mindset that teaches them the language, the communication they need in order to uh, be an advocate or representation of their, of their company brand. And so, you, you know, so I believe everyone's capable. Um, but I, mm. the question is, does everyone have the desire mm. to be a sales, a sales warrior? And that's what warrior. we really teach is, is how to be a warrior. How do you go from, I call it the levels of a warrior. So at the bottom level, you have a follower. You know, think of so many salespeople that they really just don't add any value at all. And they're just kind of there. Um, Again, they're very afraid. They're kind of a follower. And then right above that, you have a helper. And that's the majority of salespeople out, out there is... Again, their positive intention is great. They truly want to help people, mm-hmm, but they mm-hmm. don't understand. They don't understand that that most customers are not going to ask for a salesperson's help, so they can't actually help anyone because they're passively trying to help and they're waiting mm-hmm. for permission to help. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you go above the line. And you call. I call them a leader, and a leader is someone that realizes that that they need to go uh, lead people and help people, you know, through a proactive way. And, but finally, as a warrior, and a warrior is someone who really is like a company founder. So if you think of a company founder, a CEO, an owner, you know you yourself, uh, I, I know is a, a warrior for your own company, your own brand, because you, you believe so much in yes. what you're offering that um, you believe it's a complete disgrace or disservice if someone was to go choose your competitor because you're so passionate about it, you're so convicted about it. And so that's really a warrior. Is there a protector of the customer's best interests and what the company's the customers all about. And and, and so there're very few warriors, you know, out there outside of the founder or the CEO uh, or the head of sales maybe might be a warrior, but 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 the rest of them are not. And so what we'd like to do is we like to train them to become a warrior when it comes to mindset, process and language. To become a warrior what percentage would you say is mindset
0: compared to strategy when creating a
1: warrior that's a great question you know it, it's um it's a funny thing i there's a there's a a good friend of mine who's who's in all the same coaching programs that I'm in and, and so one of my certifications is in, I'm a master practitioner in neuro linguistic programming mm-hmm. which is the science of the of mindset mm-hmm. and, and strategies mm-hmm. and also accelerate evolution uh, which is around removing emotional charge that keeps us from you know what we're earning what we're worth. But I, I, one time, um, was in a program with this guy named Toma, Tomas Betos and Tomas Betos was the, and still is the, the leading psychology coach for poker players in Hungary. Tomas Betos, like B E D O S I believe Betos. So he's the leading, wow. um, he's the, he's a coach, right? So yeah. and I asked him one time I said, I said, uh, you know, I feel like I teach salespeople and coach salespeople and managers, sales managers, how to be unleashed and how to remove uh, the psychological chokeholds that hold them back from being successful. And it seems like you do the same thing. Sounds seems like we're both in the same field, you know, but for poker players, and he said, I said, so, you know, how much of it is really psychology and how much of it is your skill set on knowing how to play cards, mm-hmm. how to play Texas Hold'em, you know? And yeah, he said, yeah. he said, Jason, he said, Jason, I'll tell you right now, he goes, he goes, in my opinion, it's about, uh, it's probably about 15 to 20%. So let's say 20% is the is the skill set of it, right? And okay. then he goes, he goes, then he goes, it's 5% luck. Okay, so that's 25%. And he said, so the other 75% is the psychology of it. Nice. And I said, that's interesting that you give, you give, tw- you give 75% psychology, you get 20% skills, and you get 5% luck. And I said, that seems really low on the skill set side. And he said, well, not really. It's not really that hard to master playing Texas Hold'em and playing cards. It's not really, that's not hard to master that that concept. You just have to memorize the different hands and memorize probabilities. It's not hard to do that. He goes, but what's hard is sometimes you'll get a lucky hand and sometimes you won't. And he goes, that's that 5% luck. He goes, but the, but the 75% psychology is how much credit do you give to the luck? So if you give the luck more than 5%, It'll take advantage of you, meaning that you'll be on you'll be on the positive side and you'll have a lucky break and you'll say, oh, I got a lucky streak. And you'll keep you'll you'll start that'll start messing up your skill set and you'll bet irrationally or on the flip Mm. side. Right. Your opponents, you'll say, oh, my opponents have a lucky hand. They have a lucky break. And so, again, you'll get off of your you'll get off. You'll stop focusing on your skill set. And so it's all it all depends on how much credit you give to luck. (laughs) Oh, wow. It can mess you up. Right. Basically, if you're if you're looking at luck, I give you credit. Yeah. But that's the same thing though. Right. That's the same thing with salespeople, you know, is we're our entrepreneurs. I mean, it's like, Hey, you know, what, what, you know, sometimes look, sometimes you get a lot of Google leads that come in, right? Sometimes you're, sometimes people are filling out your contact us forms, and they're, they're uh, interested in what you have to offer. And you're like, Hey, this is great. Business is great. I got all these leads coming in. Well, it could just be, you know, you're, you're in a good, a good little lucky streak. And so, if you if you do that, then you put your you take your your mind, your, your you you stop focusing on your skill set. You stop focusing on your messaging, your conversion rate. You stop focusing on on uh, your process. You get sloppy on things because you you you're, you you think you're you got you're, you're you're lucky, you know, but you're not. It derails you, right? Derails you. That's yeah. right.
0: Believe it was Emerson. What was it, it was saying that you know? He said. If it's not luck, it's, it's, it goes by the law, right? The law of cause and effect, you know, and, and how we do things and how, what we're putting out there is what we receive when our mindset changes. And when people start looking at luck, for example, even poker, business
1: and sales, whatever, they're not going to be in control, right? That's exactly, that's exactly right. Right. So it's all yeah. about how much, how much credit you give to that. So going mm. back to that, right. I think there's three elements that a sales warrior has to always dial in. Mindset, process, language. So mm. the mindset is again stuff like how much meaning you give to luck, how much meaning you give to the coronavirus out there. You know, I remember yeah. in in March, in March of 2020, I wrote a book called How to Sell Through the Coronavirus. And it was a it was a bestseller on Amazon wow. uh, in March of 2020. And everyone thought I was nuts. They're like, You're gonna teach people how to sell through the coronavirus. And I said, Well, yeah, because look, there's two types of people that are going to be confronted with this coronavirus economy. And that is, mm-hmm. there's one that's going to let it do something to them. Yes. And there's another that's going to let it do something for them. Mm. So I'm going to teach people how to choose the ladder, how to make it do something yeah. for them, versus not doing something to, to them and all of our customers, literally all of our clients uh, th- their sales success went up during that time. Um, when it's, when their competitors were shutting the doors down and closing down, and yeah. because you got to take advantage of things, you know, when a, and a warrior always finds the advantage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's brilliant. I'm I'm not sure who was telling you
0: that is, like, it's so relevant. I, I can't think of anything else that's that's more relevant than than that coming out at that point. So, not sure why they would think otherwise, but yeah, it's, I think it's a great timing. Well, but for go go back like that. to that
1: time frame, right? Go back to that time frame, yeah. and people. Mm-hmm people get real panicky, you know, they're worried about stuff. Mm. Like here's a good, here's a good, um, kind of metaphor for you. And that's think about this when you're driving down the road, right? So let's say you're in your car you're driving and all of a sudden you're, you're freaking out because you don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. What do you do? What do most people do when they're, when they're, well, most people, when they're driving down the road, they're going 60 miles an hour. And all of a sudden they're 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 like, where am I going? Like we're, and they're lost. They don't know where they are. What do they normally you do stop? to kind of get their bearings straight? They, they you slow stop. down. <laughs> yeah. 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 What do they do? Yeah. They slow down. Yeah. They stop. They turn the radio mm-hmm. off. How often do we mm-hmm. turn the radio off? We're not sure where yeah. we're going We remove distractions. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know that the, the, that um the number one cause of traffic accidents in the United States is not drinking and driving, but it's being rear-ended that interesting. So there's more accidents. Right. Mm. There's more accidents that are caused by someone slowing down, putting the brakes on and getting hit from behind. Oh, you see? So yeah, think about that, right? That to me is a metaphor for what happens when people panic. Mm. And so for example, they panic, right? And they slow down, turn the radio off and they get hit Mm. from behind. Well, to me, that's exactly why so many businesses, so many businesses went under in March of 2020. Mm. It's because the first thing they did was slow down, stop, put the brakes on, and they got hit from behind by all the competition. Mm.
0: The competition mm-hmm.
1: that was still in the road, the competition that was still driving, the competition that was still yeah. moving forward. Right. Yeah. And so But you know, look, I mean, I think we, we can always learn from history. And, you know, it's so funny because right now there's a lot of people out there that are that are complaining about you know, the Elon Musk of the world and the Apple computers of the world, the people who, who, you know, their, their companies went, you know, went doubled in size in the last 12 months and they think it's unfair. They took, you know, I can't believe Elon Musk and all these companies took advantage of, of times like that. They just look, they just did. They just did what great entrepreneurs yeah. do. You know, they, yeah. Like that's, right? that's
0: what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, what you're supposed to do. Me, yeah. It reminds me of, um, I guess I had, and we are talking about something similar about relevance, right? Like in marketing, for example, and when COVID hit, uh, he's like, uh, he works for like fortune 500 companies. He does their like operations and a whole bunch of stuff, right? Sales. Um, so he has a whole division there, but he was he was saying, I didn't know what to do. Right. It was just a, all of a sudden everything stopped. So he goes, other people were just trying to like pack up and kind of slow down, like you said, kind of, let's just see what happens, right? And then one month left passed, another month passed, right? They didn't know, and they were kind of holding on, trying to figure out. What he did is he went and he sent a huge email blast saying that I will manage all your Zoom calls. So, (laughs) So he created, within like a day, he created a system where he was charging like a good amount for each, like, because he was, you know, his fees are high, right? So for his time to be there, to moderate a meeting and to organize the Zoom calls, like some of these corporations are pretty big. So he was doing all that for companies and he got so busy. He goes, I got so busy that I wasn't even busy before what I was actually doing. I got more busy with that <laughs> for six months. So
1: oh, you're absolutely right. That's And that's similar to what we did. You know, my yeah. biggest fear My biggest fear, and and I think there's a philosophy called productive paranoia that comes from the book, Great by Choice. And uh, the great book, Great by Choice by Jim Collins, he said that 10x leaders, you know, the Bill Gates of the world, the the, the Elon Musk of the world, the Richard Branson of the world, they had this concept called productively paranoid. And that is, you know, I'm paranoid that my biggest competitor is going to take my market share, but I'm productive in the sense I'm going to keep attacking it. I'm going to keep doing something Mm. about it. And so, as soon as as soon as um, the you know the coronavirus hit, I went to my team and I said, "Hey, we're immediately going to go do. I'm gonna. I personally am not going to charge, and I'm going to go do a free webinar for 100 percent of our clients for free, right? They're paying us on yeah. a monthly retainer. You know, we have a big, huge training company, right? Biggest yeah, training company yeah. in the world. And so, I immediately just did did it hours and hours and hours for the next couple of weeks. And I said, well, the message we want to give our clients is that we're here for them and that we're going to push them through the situation. And, uh, and that's huge. Right. Well, during that time, mm-hmm. not a single one of them canceled us. So think about how many, Crazy. how many organizations when, yeah. when, when, uh, you know, when the economy goes down, the first thing they cut is marketing and training yeah. and, you know, re- things that help them. Right. Yeah. And, and so not a single one of them cut us because I was there helping them perfect, providing value. Uh, and, and that's exactly what we need to do. You know, the biggest thing that I want to communicate today is, you know, a warrior always runs towards the burning building. Lots of challenges. Right? Think of a first responder. Think of 9-11. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the heroes. The heroes, the warriors are the ones that run towards the, the collapsing building when everyone else is running away. And so if you mm-hmm. want to really stand out, if you want to really stand out in your marketplace, you know, you need to be the one that runs towards the burning building when every when all your competitors are running away so true so true
0: you know and it, that, that sometimes these kind of skills come naturally for some entrepreneurs um and some you know actually get mentored for example right so consciously unconsciously but if you're not finding that opportunity then it's you don't know what's going to happen out on the outside again right and conditions and circumstances can change uh, at all times at any time for any business
1: this, that's exactly right yeah topic. it changes any time yeah. right so yeah that's right so the entrepreneur needs to always be you know always always be ready to 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 again run towards the things that other people avoid you know i remember my dad when i was when i was younger he would always say he'd always say look no one likes the you know most people the general population the gen pop you know, they don't like the the um, uncertain times, the uncertain economic times. Most people don't like that. But he said, <laughs> remember, Jason, most people aren't rich, right? It's the minority yes. that's the rich. Well, the minority yes. says, you know what? I'm going to run towards the times of uncertainty. I'm going to run towards the things that other people avoid. And so he yeah. said, look, he said, look at the stats. You know, most 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 uh, billionaire, most Fortune 100 companies are actually created during a a, a, a recession. Yeah right? Most most are created on a recession year. So there's something to that. You know, it's like a phoenix. A phoenix comes Mm. from the ashes, right? Mm. You know, and the best come from a recession. Yes. You know, even in the twenties, like thirties, like the, you know, Thomas Edison's
0: and other guys, like they were becoming millionaires when everyone was just, the masses were like freaking out going in one direction. And there's just a few of them took another route. You know, they had a
1: different belief system within. That's it. Yeah. So sometimes we have to be, I mean, which is uncomfortable, right? But we mm-hmm. have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. We have to choose, yeah. you know, to hey, do we want to be popular and and listen to what the masses are doing? Or do we want mm-hmm. you know to be successful and, and, and look yes. at what the classes are doing? You know, the yes. difference, right? <laughs> so we gotta <laughs> yeah, decide.
0: Jason. It's so awesome. Yeah, so true. And you know, for a warrior, right, in your training program. There's so much, so many training programs out there on sales and everything, right? The biggest concern that people in sales or, or managers or companies have is that after their training, they just don't do the do, right? The warrior, it seems like, because you're focusing on the behavior, they do the do.
1: They're doing the do all well, the our, time, our, right? So they're actually, they are. So how they do you are. get them there? They are. Mm, yeah. Good, good point. So, number one, um, our minimum engagement with a client is ninety days. Okay. Okay. So there, we don't do the we don't do the seminars. We don't do the. I mean, we do them from a like a kickoff kind of thing or a rally. But we tell people all the time, you know, if your intention is for us to come in and and uh, change behavior in a in a in a one day seminar, you've lost your mind. I can't do it. Mm, <laughs> I'm not. Can't do it. I'm not no some way. sort of wizard, you know. No. So, but if your intention is that you want to change behavior to therefore change results. Well, I have to. I have to. I have to teach them the skill set, the mindset, the processes, the language, and I got to get them to practice that. Change their behavior, change their beliefs, change their emotions around it, change their motivations around it, change their inner, inner programming around it. Yeah, got to change mm-hmm. a lot of things in order to make it stick. Right. So. Yeah. So it takes it takes time. So we believe it mm-hmm. takes at least ninety days to really make that happen. Um, and so. So that's what we're focused on. I mean, the our our secret formula is pretty pretty easy, and that's, you know, they um, you know, they they watch a video every week um after the after the two day boot camp, and right now we're doing them all online. They watch a video, they practice the concepts as far as their script writing. They practice the, writing their scripts, their languages that we give them. Uh, they practice that putting their own words, role playing it internally internally, and then they get on a Zoom dojo session with my trained instructors. Okay. So it's on Zoom, but I call it a dojo session. So think of dojo like in martial arts, right? Yeah. And the idea behind it is they come to the the Zoom dojo session and they're practicing uh, the real world concepts that they've been using with their customers. And they're bringing Mm. their sales stopping moments to those Zoom dojo sessions of, hey, this is a customer I'm trying to get across the finish line. Here's what happened, I got ghosted. You know, Mm. and then we practice the training programs, the training concepts, And then they immediately get off the call and they go do it, right? Well, that's the success they bring. So it's look, it's nothing new. It's just how, you know, if you were, if you were ever to learn how to fly a plane, you would never, you would never fly learn how to fly a plane by going to a seminar and learning how to fly a plane. Right. You You would, you would, there's a combination of books and videos. There's a flight instructor next to you. You're flying, you're getting, getting instruction. That's what we do to help them truly be unleashed.
0: Amazing. Yeah, because, you know, this is the biggest concern, right? Is the actual taking the action, you know, and there's a lot of people in sales. um, It's the highest paid profession. But if they don't actually take action, or if they're not consistent, for example, and the motivation is there, there's not enough belief system, but then they don't perform right. And that's the biggest thing that you're tackling here. And I could see that's why they're becoming warrior, because they're getting that
1: foundation, right? Well, to your point, here's the here's the paradox. It's the high, it's the highest paid profession. It's the one that's most in demand. So right now, based on Wall Street Journal, a couple of months ago, there's eight hundred thousand open sales positions right now. Okay, eight hundred thousand up from four hundred thousand prior to COVID. And number three is that less than three percent of universities teach selling. But you have a better chance getting a degree in art history than a degree in selling but how many art history jobs are, are on the market right now? Right? That's
0: so, funny. I never thought of it like that. Like, I'm not sure why isn't there any programs?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, mo- mostly because unfortunately there's a couple that I endorse, like Franklin University is, is coming out with one that's pretty good. That they, oh, they're, yeah? they're coming out with it today. Like it's not it hasn't started yet, but they're oh, starting wow. it. So it's gonna be really good. Mm. And so I'm excited about that one. And then um, Baylor supposedly has a really good one. So I'm not really sure about a lot of them, but the biggest problem that I would see with most of them is they're created by the bureaucracy of a university, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that yeah. you cannot have, you can't have some person that's never sold before create a book and a textbook mm-hmm. and teach teach people how to do it in the real world. It just doesn't work in sales. Mm-hmm. And so, so what we do, so for example, everything that we teach is created by me, a practitioner. So you want a practitioner creating the concepts Mm -hmm. and then you want a practitioner teaching the concepts. And that's the mistake. The most unfortunately, most colleges until they figure that out, which it's going to take a while because they have the the bureaucracy of the educational committee and all the standards and so forth. But it's 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 too slow. That's not going to work. Yeah, well, it's it's
0: good for. For what we do, right? <laughs> for now, at least, it brings in the the people,
1: and especially when you. it was well, good for them. me because I. Yeah, yeah, it's good for me because I'm the only. The only re- reason FPG is in business is because the universities are failing to deliver. So if they did if they did what they're supposed to do, which is provide education for the biggest the biggest in demand jobs. That's the whole purpose of college and education, right? Yeah. Is provide yeah. provide the resources, education for what the companies are looking for out of there in corporate America. If they did that. Yeah. Then I would be out of a job. So I'm glad they're not. I'm yeah. glad they're failing. Yeah. Well, there's so many
0: entrepreneurs that would that would suffer, right? If the educational system shifted, because you know, it's just, it's it's foundationally. I have no, I have, I have respect for education, right? Obviously, a great great place to learn how to find information, you know. Um, but real business skills and this kind of stuff they're not they're the in, internal work they're not like touching upon any of that and it's just creating you know follow the masses type of a society right unfortunately
1: that's it um, that's exact that's so, exactly it
0: so for for uh, do you have any kind of like your top go-to strategy or recommendation you can give a listener right now listening that hey he's not feeling it you know he's kind of feeling down mindset is weak kind of Anything that you can give him, like a w- one type of suggestion to say, hey, you know what?
1: Yeah, This is what you should do for your mindset. It'll help you. Yeah, well, first off, I mean, I definitely would encourage everyone to buy my book on Amazon. <laughs> so it's called The yes. Mindset of a Sales Warrior. It'll um, be in the show notes. So it, yeah, so get it on Amazon, please. Uh, you could also get it on Audible. And the nice thing about Audible is that I read it to you. Uh, and then my wife and chief learning officer and president of the company, Mary Marshall Forrest, She and I discuss every strategy after the strategy is read in kind of like a podcast style. So the audible version, there's actually more depth. There's more depth in it than the physical version. But the point of the story is that the entire book is filled with strategies on how to remove your limiting self-image beliefs, your your stories that you tell yourself, your reluctances and your rules. So for example, a self-image is, how do I identify my, with myself? You know, do I identify as a salesperson or do I identify, you know, as more of a consultant employee? or an account manager or an employee, yeah. right? And yeah. then, so we got to work on the identity. Then we got to work on stories. Stories are everything outside of us, like the coronavirus or the economy or my, my company's not giving me enough leads to be successful. And then a reluctance is a is a fear. So I have a, I'm a, I have a fear of stage fright, a fear of coming across too pushy, I have a fear of asking for referrals. I have a fear of selling to my friends and family. I have a fear of asking for money, blah, 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 right? Those are all fears. Yeah. And then last is a rule and a rule is anything that I, that, that gets in the way of, of me engaging, right? So stepping forward and, and so the rule might be, you know what, uh, you know, I, am not gonna follow up until, uh, the customer, you know, I don't hear from the customer for five days. That's a rule, and people had that stuff, right? I and mean, if you actually ask salespeople, hey, so tell me, tell me, uh, tell me how long you need to hear, tell me how long the you need to be until the customer ghosts you, so the customer doesn't respond to you. You know, how many minutes, days, hours needs to pass until you feel confident that you should follow up with them? Everyone's got a different criteria. Yeah, yeah, right. So those are rules. So what we do is I get rid of those. And one of the best advices I can give you right now is start to question them. So if you can question, that's one of the techniques I teach in the book, very simple technique. But if you can question your limiting beliefs, your leashes, I call them leashes. If you can question them. You can start to dissolve them. So everyone write this down. I create statements to affirm the things that I want more of. And I create questions to weaken the things that I, that I want to get rid of. Okay. So statements, affirmation, right? Yeah. So I'm going to create statements of things that I, sure. I'm going to create statements of things that I want more of. So statements would be like, um, you know, um, affirmations An affirmation, you know? So, so I am, I Mm. am, you know, a sales warrior. Yes. You know, I am a sales warrior that is strengthened by conflict. I am a sales warrior that knows that a customer is an objection is between the customer and themselves, not between me and the customer. Those are those are affirmations. I want I want to strengthen that belief in myself. A question, so I want to question things that I want to weaken. So a question would be like, um, you know, so let's say my rule is, uh, or the or the, the reluctance is, you know, what I need to separate friends uh, friends from business. Okay, so let's question it. Well, why do you believe that to be true? Why? Like, why yeah. do you believe that you should you should separate friends from from business? Well, I, I mean, I I believe it because you know I, I want to make sure that. Um, you know, I don't feel like a friend is ever, you know, uh, be, being, you know, I'm pushing my product or service down their throat. Okay, well, let's question that. Do you believe your product or service can truly help them? Well, yeah, I believe that. What would happen if your biggest competitor, whatever, what happened if your biggest competitor sold to your friend? Do you think? Do you think your biggest competitor is better than you are at providing value to your friend and helping them solve their problem? Well, no, yeah. of course not. So what would happen if they if they got their business? Well, I'd feel horrible about it. I feel like their my friend is gonna be mistreated. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel like so? Who do you feel like is better for your friend, you or them? Well, I feel like I'm better. Then what stops you from telling your friend that you're better than your competition? (laughs) Nothing.
0: Exactly.
1: See how I'm questioning
0: it. Mm. And questioning, you know, questioning actually you can end up dissolving. Um, Correct. Whatever that thought pattern was, right? And it's so important, especially in personal development and stuff. Like we, you're always supposed to like question yourself, right? You're
1: always questioning yourself. That's the key. That's the key. So you question things that you want to get rid of, and you create Mm -hmm. statements of affirmation of things that you want more of. Mm. And,
0: you know, we always like to ask our guests what their superpower is, inner superpower is that got them to this point in their life.
1: Very simple. I'm a great copycatter. Awesome. That's it. That's my simple, that's my simple answer. And everyone thinks I'm nuts when I say that, but I'll tell you this right now is that, that I think the biggest mistake, one of the biggest mistakes of the human race is people make it way too hard on themselves to be successful. So for example, I always tell people like, find, you know, I, one of the things I do every year is I find the area that I suck at the most. might be consulting, it might be speaking, it yeah. might be selling, it might be coaching, yes. it might be parenting, it might be raising my dogs, mm. it might be being a husband, yeah. might be being a father, might be being a boss, whatever it is. It might be customer service, whatever it is. Find the area you suck at the most. And the reason why I say that is because no mm. one ever does any work when they go, hey, what's an area I can improve on in 2022? Who's going to do work yeah. on that? Yeah. Right. But be, be a warrior. A warrior is going uh, to look, I look at the area, the, you know, th- look in the mirror and say, Hey, what do I suck at? Why well, suck at, mm. I suck at this. I suck at being a husband, whatever it is. All right. Yeah. Well then who's someone that, you know, that's a great husband. Yeah. Okay. Go, and, go, go take him out for a steak dinner and say, Hey, look, I, I feel like I suck at being a husband. I feel like you're a great husband. I feel like, seems like your wife really likes you a lot. Can you, can you, can you give me like some pointers? Tell me exactly what to do. And then write that stuff down and then do it
0: yeah yeah and you know if if you don't find it in your environment then you you hire a mentor you hire a coach
1: right yeah you hire a consultant you hire a coach you read a book whatever but it's too the point is it's too easy it's too easy to be successful in america it's too easy to be successful in the world all you got to do is find the area you suck at the most and go find the person that's doing it better than you and then learn from them that's all you got to do and i'm really good at that but i'll tell you most people they don't want to do it and the reason why the, the biggest excuse they give me the leash they give me is they say jason it feels very inauthentic to do that because aren't you no, you're well, just copycatting someone else you're copycatting someone we're, else we're it's not you learning yeah but we're exactly. all learning from each other we're all connected like that's exactly right so then i then i tell mm-hmm. them this when you hear something cool mm-hmm. is that the original the original latin and greek word authentic. Okay. So the, 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 the original meaning of auth- authenticity mm-hmm. actually comes from the root of ever changing, growing, evolving. So when people say that the statement sometimes is your authentic self is your best self. That does not mean your authentic self is your fixed self in time. Your mm-hmm. authentic self is the is the version of you that's better than the version of you yesterday. An authentic
0: self is like you said, like a self-image. It could be programmed in your environment, your neighbors, you know, all that accumulation created who you are as that authentic person anyways. And every self-image exists in every human being, right? It's just kind of tweaking it.
1: That's your growing self. So like, you know, the version of me today, after I've learned some things, I've watched some Ted talks, I've had a conversation with you, I've been mentored, I've I've paid attention to things. I've studied. I've asked questions. Mm-hmm. I'm more authentic yeah. today after doing that yeah, than I was yesterday.
0: Here. Yes. Because I'm I learning. Agree with I'm constantly you. growing. Yes. That's awesome, Jason.
1: I can relate to a lot of things. The you're last saying thing I'll say so, on that, last yeah. thing I'll say on that, thank you. The last thing I'll say on that is it's so funny because people go, well, gosh, but you know, but, 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 you know, if I feel like if I, if I, if, if I copycat someone else, then maybe, maybe people won't like this new version of me. And I go, look, let me be, make it real clear. If you go copycat, you know, some amazing husband and you go do the, you go do the 10 things for your wife that your that amazing husband does for her, for his wife, whatever those things are, you know, emotionally, physically, sexually, whatever those things are that make him an amazing husband, I promise you, your wife's not going to say, Hey, I don't know who you are. You're not my husband. I don't want you anymore. I'm going to throw you away. Yeah. Your wife's not going to say that your wife's going to say, no. this is great. Keep it up. I like this new version of you, yeah.
0: you know, in every angle, in every angle. That's one I can see every angle, business, the way you dress, everything, right? Like, it's yeah, just, yeah, it's awesome. Well, you know what, Jason, so has been, you know, I mean, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so dumb, but you know what? Sometimes the obvious is not too obvious. Right. And, and this kind of uh, information content being shared online To audience and to to listeners, it's just really about bringing awareness, right? And the more awareness we bring into the the, um, society, like into this world, the better it is for everyone, right? Because the more awareness they gain, the better they'll be for their situation and then overall for the world, right? Everybody's improving. So I'm uh, really thankful and grateful that you took the time to, to come on the show, Jason, and I'm very uh, much happy to hear of all the things that you're doing and the system that you have created to provide a way for companies, individuals to increase their effectiveness and increase their way to perform better and their job to provide better, more for their families and everyone else involved, right? Like I said, everyone's connected. So the more you do, the better the world becomes. And I appreciate what you do and who you are. And again, keep in touch. And uh, if there's any like last, last minute words you want to share to the audience, stage is yours.
1: Yeah. So definitely, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn, just Jason Forrest on LinkedIn, and also go to fpg.com to, uh, you know, to describe the things that we're doing. And then last you know, basically I would just say this, and that is, look, we're all doing the best we can with the resources we have, but positive change always comes from adding more resources. And so, you know, things like yes. this, listening to this podcast, whatever you could study, you know, you can always, always give yourself a huge pay, pay raise just by by adding more resources.
0: Yes, I agree. Well, thank you so much. Keep in touch. If you're ever in Toronto, Canada, make sure you DM, message. I'll add you on all the social medias. And it was a pleasure meeting you. You look familiar. I'm not sure where I where I've, I've seen you before. I must have seen you online or somewhere. I'm not sure if, if you went to uh, Grant Cardone's event in July or not. Or no, okay, yeah. So I thought maybe I saw you there, but must have I seen you somewhere online. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thank you so much again for being on
1: the show. Of course, thank you. <laughs>